Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Michelle Smallman, Randy Character, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe covered the Celtics and the Red Sox for a long time before becoming that newspaper's columnist, and he has a new book out. It's called Wish It Lasted Forever, released nationally today, and Dan joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Mr. Shaughnessy, always good to talk to you here in St. Louis. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. And, and I love the concept of your book about how teams could be so fun to cover and teams were so transparent in the 70s and 80s. It's different now, but you focus on the good times in covering uh, specifically the Celtics of the, of the 70s and the, the Larry Bird 80s. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, nobody's fault. Things evolved now, but it struck me during the pandemic just how different things have gotten with the NBA, the way they play. And, of course, the access that, that we in the media have to, to tell the fans about them. I mean, it's just changed so much. And during the pandemic, you know, we were seeing no games. So, you know, I know shows like this and we we're scuffling for content and would would set our time by the last dance, watch that on Sunday nights. And then locally in Boston, we were getting a lot of Celtics classics from the 80s and Celtics Lakers and the ESPN 30 for 30 and, and just seeing that ball. And of course I was the beat guy for the globe covering the bird Celtics for four years. And I'd keep seeing my 28 year old self sitting at courtside and seats that they now sell for $5,000, <laughs> but the lowly media occupied those chairs then. And, and we were right there. And, and again, the league was kind of kind of second tier at that point. The the NBA Finals were broadcast on tape delay. You didn't have the global sensation that it became, and that really started with Magic and Larry in '79, and Michael coming in in '84, kind of promoting the league to that point. So I was in in on that, and and in those days, it was very very primitive. We we stayed at Holiday Inns in Richfield, Ohio, and and flew commercial and had layovers and waited for bags. And as the writers. It was important to them to have coverage because the writers mattered then. The papers mattered then. You know, back in the days when Rick Hummel and I mattered back <laughs> yeah. then, you know. So we had that. And, and so you 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 live with them. You know, rode the buses to practice and you uh, stayed in the hotels, the hotel bars, waiting for bags. I mean, outside of uh, not having the groupies, the money, or the fame, it was like being on the team. So we were we were right around it. And it was a good way to be able to tell tell the readers what they're like and Fast forward to now, and you watch the COVID bubble when they were playing in Orlando. The writers there had to pay sixty thousand dollars to get to get in, and then had to quarantine for two weeks and sign a waiver saying they would never approach a player or a coach if they saw him away from the facility. And that's how we did all of our best work, and we were really able to tell the fans what they were like. And this team in particular was fun to tell folks what they were like because you know Bird. He grew up a Cardinals fan, by the way. You all should know that. I mean, that's when you were in rural southern Indiana, that's that's who you root for. And he loves his baseball and loved the Cardinals. And I covered Major League Baseball, so Larry was always asking me, if Danny Ainge was any good as a hitter? And I had to tell him the truth and tell him not really. He probably picked the right sport. So, you know, there's just a lot of stories like that in this about the times when, when we would, would go there. I remember being – they went to play the Bucks, and we were waiting for bags in Milwaukee, and, and Hank Aaron – came to the luggage terminal because he knew Casey Jones a little bit, and they were teasing. They said, Danny, did you hit as many homers as that guy? He said, no, Danny hit two, both in the kingdom. So uh, that was his claim to baseball fame. 
Well, Dan, obviously you covered the team and you have your articles and columns that you could go back and reference. But how did you chronicle all of these stories that you went back and obviously put in the book? Did you have a diary or did you keep some sort of running track of some of the things you experienced? Thanks. That's a really good question. And and I have a good memory, but nobody has that good a memory. And I had some old tapes of of interviews with Bird and and company. And and then, of course, the Globe archives were good for the day by day. I did keep journals, not not delicate, not like high school girl diary kind of things. But I I kept stuff in there. Like when someone would say something to me, like they called me Scoop and and I'd walk into the locker room. Nobody really trusted me. And and Bird would always say, Scoop, do you notice how quiet it gets when you walk in here? And I'd I'd write down little little things like that. And, And one night I wrote down, he picked up the check after a night at the bar, which was watch, like watching a total eclipse of the sun. So I, I jotted that down because I knew that that didn't happen very often. So I just had little little vignettes of, of, of scraps of, of pieces and, and a, a place to kind of tell it all. This this book's sort of like, it's like the great Gatsby where the Celtics are Gatsby and, and I'm Nick Carraway, just kind of being this narrator riding along with the show here and telling everybody what, what the players are like. Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe. The new book is called Wish It Lasted Forever. And Dan, in covering the Cardinals and the Blues during that same era, one thing that I found out, and I was about the same age as a lot of the players, and I've actually been able to maintain a relationship with a lot of the guys, but players love to gossip. Was was it that way when you were writing and covering the team on a daily basis? (laughs) That is such a smart thing to say because it's so true. I mean, and Bird, like the agitators, the instigators, we had a lot on that team. Like one night... We were in Portland, and I was typing at the other end during warm-ups, and Kenny Carr, his pass hit me in the head, and it broke my glasses. They were just warming up. And Bird, you know, he noticed everything, so he saw that. He couldn't wait to get back to the bar late at night and say, oh, Scoop, you, I saw that. You was pissed, he said. That thing hit you on the head. And I saw Kenny Carr trying to make nice, and, and you know, they just – like little things like that, or you know, if you if you spilled a, a coke on your keyboard or something, they would think everything was hilarious. Anytime you look foolish or did something stupid, uh, yeah. And and if they thought they had you, like I had a, a you know a really attractive sister-in-law in um, Michigan, and uh, you know she was visiting me for lunch, and of course Bird and Buckner they come plopping down, they think they've got me, you know, and it's like, hey, Scoop, what's going on here? And it's like, yeah, this is my relative, guys, you know, and. And then it's like, sister-in-law, my ass scoop, you know, the whole thing like that. So it was just it was a lot of back and forth. And, and, again, it's like you say, we were sort of the same age. And the moat wasn't there at that point with the giant money and fame and mm-hmm. scared of social media and, and everything. It was There was a little bit of trust involved. But, hey, when Bird got in a barroom fight and it affected his hand and his shooting, I wrote the story because you had to write that because it, it affects the fans and the story. And, so that, you know, he didn't like that too much, but eventually he came around, you know, if something was true, he was okay if it got written. Dan, the behind-the-scenes access that you have in this book is unbelievable, but there is there one story or one anecdote that you said, this has to be in the book? <laughs> well, I mean, he Bird took me for $160 in a free-throw shooting contest uh, when he was taping his hand uh, during practice. They were playing the Sixers in the conference finals, and Look, his hand was like on a web, and after practice, I said, you can't tape your hand in a game and play like that. He said, Scoop, I could take my whole hand up and make more shots than you. And, 
and he had this whole hustler thing going on. It was $5 a free throw, 100 free throws, and he'd tape his hand like a boxing glove, and he took me for 160 on that, you know, and, <laughs> and of course, I had to expense it because I wrote a brilliant story about it, but the IRS frowns on the word wager on expense accounts, it turns out, so we made it eight $20 lunches with Robert Parrish, and we got it through that way, but, and then the next day, I gave him the eight twenties, and he stuffed it into his Converse and played with my money in his shoe the whole night. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Were you covering the team when he took he played a game left-handed yes that was in portland and uh it was funny because it was the west coast trip those trips there'd be like seven games and you, we went in and out of california three times on one trip sacramento and then out to phoenix and then back to oakland and then out to denver and then back into play the lakers and uh but in the portland part of that um he was a friday night and we became aware of it pretty early on because he was messing around he was it was like he was, it, the game was almost getting boring for him at that point. I think he had 47 in that game, and uh, a lot of them, when, he, when he'd get down low, he'd, he'd use the left. And then after the game, they were playing the Lakers on Sunday, which was the big showdown. He said, yeah, I'm saving my right for the Lakers. <laughs> Amazing. Dan, you talk a lot in this book about the access that you had, whether it was being on the team plane or the buses. You mentioned waiting for the luggage, going out for drinks. As media has evolved and things have become more restrictive as player access is concerned, what, what's it been like for you being along for the ride? I mean, there's just nothing now. I mean, the moat is so wide and, and it, I mean, when you covered the bubble, the COVID bubble, you had to sign a waiver saying you, you wouldn't you wouldn't reveal anything if you saw anything. You wouldn't talk to anybody. And, I mean, I understand the, the, the caution that, that's there now. And Plus, you know, we're a 1,000 years old now, and, and they're infinitely wealthy, and, and they can connect with fans from the social media directly. They don't need us. So that's just changing. I mean, I was never – I mean, I was not trustworthy for them, like writing about Larry's fight, and they were they were wary around me. But I didn't make plans with them. But if we bumped into one another, yeah, then you could hang out. That that part was okay. And there was so much just being together, like waiting for bags and being on the buses, that inadvertently you you couldn't really get out of each other's way, which which made it awkward if guys didn't like you. Parrish never liked me. Still doesn't talk to me. I mean, that's just a long-standing thing, and no one ever knew what it was about, and we still don't. The name of Dan Shaughnessy's latest book, his 13th, is Wish It Lasted Forever, available nationally today, so you can just hop on Amazon and get it. And it's from a, a great time of covering sports and one of the great writers in our country. Dan, thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on the book. It's always great to have you on the air here in St. Louis. Really enjoyed it. You guys are great. Take care.